Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's uh the sun is in my eyes here. What are you <laughs> You're in uh, you're in the US of A. Yeah, I'm in I'm in New York at the moment. We have an equally grey day. I think I wish I had a bit of sun on my face, but it's early yet. The sun is here. Uh, yeah, you're that... looking fairly ghostly. Mm, I think I need to put, pull the blind down. Um, what part of New York are you in? I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very good. What time of the day is it? I have to, I'm Irish. I have to ask you what time it is. I know. I know. Next, we're going to talk about the weather. Yeah. Um, so we've already covered that. Um, it's it's just gone nine in the morning. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going. There's the things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. Give you energy like Buckfast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh podcast. Yeah. Good evening. It is the Keith Walsh podcast. It is Thursday evening, half past ten. I am in the little room upstairs recording the podcast. The door is open. The family are all upstairs. Most of them in bed, I think, at this stage. Finn will be enjoying his last kind of late night before. Well, he'll probably be up late tomorrow night and the other the next night. He might eventually go to bed early and. Sunday morning in anticipation of getting back to school on uh, Sunday night in anticipation of getting back into school on Monday morning. I'm actually kind of dreading. Like, we've been having great sleeps here. Especially me and Finn. Like, honestly, I get up around. I know I I watch these videos and TikToks and Instagrams, these guys that get up at. And even Justin, who I interviewed, getting up at like four, half four, five. I used to do that. I used to do that for work. And uh, right now I'm enjoying my sleep. Now, a lion is nine, half eight. But I wake up. I don't set an alarm. I just wake up. And then I feel, I've got like a feeling of dread and worry. Then I realise I've nothing to dread or worry. And I get up, it's great. Um, so me and Finn have been enjoying our sleep. Going to bed a bit later. Like, uh, I think we're both kind of night owls, or we feel like we're, we're night owls at the moment. Um, I don't know if anybody else listening has a 12-year-old boy, but they like to push it, as in stay up as late as they can. I was downstairs for a while the other night, and I finally came up to bed. It was 12 o'clock. I walked into the bathroom like was on walked in. <laughs> he, was, he was just up. He was, he was cutting his hair. Like... Nothing about that is, you know, normal, in inverting commas. It was your, my 12-year-old son, son, 
in front of the mirror in the bathroom at midnight cutting his hair and I'm like what are you doing and then he's looking at me like like I'm crazy for being um, concerned that he's up at midnight cutting his hair he's like just cut my hair uh, I'm cutting my hair what do you think I'm doing what's it look like I'm doing I'm like okay um, A it's midnight B you're cutting your hair C it's midnight D you're cutting your hair but that's the, that's the world we're living in at the moment and you just got to ride these things. Pick your battles, you know. That's what I... That's what I've decided. That's what I decide after the fact. After I freak out. Um, so yeah, all back to school. A normal, kind of normalish Monday, so I'll have to get up. His He... We usually have to leave the house about 9 o'clock, so... It means I'm going to have to get up an hour earlier, like 8. It's insane. It'll be so wrecked. But what I might start doing is running a little bit earlier. I've decided to uh, not that not that you sign up, but there's a Brezzy. I had him on the podcast, and he was talking about Marathon Mind, which is an Instagram account you can follow, and they have a whole program there. If you want to run a marathon, the marathon's happening. I think in nine months, so there's loads of time. Um, and on Marathon Mind, there's a link tree link. And in the in that link, you can you've got your training program, your nutrition, your stretching, your mental health, uh, psychology, all the kind of stuff, psychotherapy behind the thing, and it's all there. And if you follow that, so Rob Heffernan has done the training program. Brezzy does this mindfulness bit. Um, as I said, there's stretching, there's like head stuff, body stuff. It's all there. So if you ever fancied running or walking a marathon, because it's not, they do stress it's not about doing a fast marathon or breaking any records. And if you've done marathons before and you're trying to do an under three hour marathon, that's probably not the program for you. But <clears throat> if you just fancy doing a, pro, uh, a marathon once in your life, even just walking it, do it. So I started and this week was the first week. So I'm easing myself back into running three kilometers Tuesday, four kilometres today. And uh, I think the longest run this week will be five kilometres. I think there's five on Saturday and five on Sunday. So I'll be well and truly back into it. And then, like, next Sunday, the longest one is nine. So back into uh, getting into long runs of a Sunday. So it might be good for me to get up a bit early. Hmm. Okay. There you go. That's my news of the week. Um... Can't think of anything else I need to talk to you about at the moment, but uh, I will just introduce my guest. I mean, there's this. There's not a huge amount to say about this person. There's no Wikipedia page to follow. There's no IMDb page. Um, she's literally somebody that I discovered watching TikTok, which you'll find out if you listen to the to our chat. I really like TikTok. Her name is Danielle. If you want to follow her on TikTok, she is the Irish Danielle. I don't know what she is on Instagram. Do 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 do. Maybe I won't give out her Instagram. Well, I think it's there anyway. It's um Danielle Amber. She is a digital creator. She is Irish. She's living in New York. Her TikTok is the Irish Danielle, and you can email her at the Irish Danielle at gmail.com so yeah she's uh, studying Trinity law then went over to New York during lockdown was bored had a look at TikTok 
I don't want to ruin all this for you. And her content is very good because it's all about, I think she kind of started off with explaining Irish words, Irish names, and uh, a lot of, oh, should have put my phone there. A lot of uh, history, Irish history, uh, interesting facts about Ireland. And when I saw her TikTok, I was just following her for a little while, looking at her videos, and then I was like, I should get on the podcast. This would be interesting. Even just if I could ask her the meaning of my name, my surname, which I could have looked up, Googled, but it's much more interesting when you get it from somebody else, as you'll, as you'll discover. It is uh, episode... Why am I reaching for my phone? I don't need it. It's episode 78 of the Keith Walsh podcast. My guest is... I'm going to call her the Irish Danielle. And, uh, yeah, that's all you need to know. I hope you enjoy. And I'll be back with another few words after our chat. Great. Thank you very much for joining me. You're very good. Uh, yeah, no problem. Just jump straight into it. I mean, I don't know anything about you i don't <laughs> i don't know who you are <laughs> i uh, i came across you on tiktok and you have at the moment your videos have two and a half million views you've got almost two hundred thousand followers you mostly talk about irish things mm-hmm. um I, I mean the first question i want to ask you really is why did you your your tiktok name is uh, Irish Danielle, the Irish, the Irish Danielle. So, uh, did you set up the TikTok account thinking I'm going to just? I, it seems to be like I want to tell people about Ireland around the world. Is that was that the raison? No, that? absolutely not at all. But but a but a good generalization. Um, I started my TikTok. We obviously the pandemic hit in around like March, and New York basically shut down. I was over here, and um, everyone was sent home from the office. We were all working from home. So as you probably were yourself, I got incredibly bored. So I downloaded TikTok randomly in like April or something and was just a a viewer for a few months. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to just make some videos. This is going to be fun. Um, And like anyone starting off, no idea what I was going to do. I just made a few like really embarrassing now dance videos. And I can't dance. So I don't know what I was thinking. And so they obviously didn't go very well and I just but I enjoyed it so much I've always been a really creative person and this was a great sort of outlet for me when we were completely locked down and we couldn't go back to Ireland we couldn't see our family so I was like you know what I'm gonna put my time into this random social media app and then um I just thought to myself okay if I actually want to do TikTok why do I follow the people that I follow and it was because I went to them for something either they were funny they had like a good sense of style. I liked their makeup or something. So I was like, okay, what can you bring to people, Danielle? It was a humbly short list of skills that I had, but I realized, oh, you're Irish in America. That is pretty niche and pretty important to American people. So I made my first like explaining Irish names video or like how to pronounce Irish names, I think it was called, um, in about like May or something. And that did like mediocrely well, got like 10,000 views or something and I was like whoa this is crazy and then my second one was fine did like reasonably well and then my third I did Quiva and it hit like 1.5 million views and I was still on like I think I was on like a thousand followers or something so I was like sorry this must be wrong what is going on here and it was that if you look at them now actually don't look at them because they're so embarrassing they I, I bring nothing to the video I basically just say the name Quiva and that was enough for people to like it so after that, people just started to kind of roll in based on 
Ireland and like my Irish accent and like saying Irish words. So I was like, hmm, there might be something here. So I kind of pivoted my content to be more Ireland focused. And so did a lot of like explaining Irish first names, how to pronounce them or showing pictures from like Ireland at home or best places to go if you're a tourist. And then most recently I started doing explaining Irish surnames because obviously there's a huge Irish community over in America who claim their Irish heritage, but don't know that much about where they're from. So I thought that would be a good opportunity to kind of show these people that like the language of Ireland and then also the kind of culture of Ireland through their connections with their surname rather than like their first name, because no one in America is really called Quiva. And so, yeah, and it seems to be going pretty well. And it's a fun little side project for me. And yeah, that's that's really the TikTok timeline. So what brought you, what were you doing in America? What, what do you do for a job? Oh yeah, I moved over here after college. So I studied law in um, in Trinity and then I moved over here at the end of 2018 and I work for just like a startup. Uh, we make like, uh, we manufacture cookies. So very American. Okay. Well, tell, <laughs> yeah. me, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I, I work for them in their like legal and sustainability department. Um, we worked out of a small um, office in Greenpoint, but obviously that got shut down. Um, but it's based on like a, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Belgium, not Belgium, sorry, Amsterdam. And they make like stroop waffles. They're like those little flat kind of like caramelly type waffle things. So we manufacture like a healthier version of those. So they're like low sugar and high fiber and stuff. So they're in like Starbucks and everything. Not making this an ad for the company that I work for. But <laughs> it's absolutely fine. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I love those so. waffles. I love those waffles. The little thin, little chewy. Yeah, little chewy ones. Chewy there. But they are like crack cocaine, those waffles. I know. They're like 14 grams of sugar, but like kind of worth it sometimes. Um, but ours are, are lower sugar and they seem to be doing pretty well. And it's a fun, like young company. So it's a cool thing to do when you don't know what you want to do. You know, Not that it's going to bring you any business, but what's the name of the company? <laughs> it's called Rip Van Waffles. Rip Van Waffles. I love that. <laughs> I had a friend who used to go to the toilet and take a long time to wee. And we used to call him Rip Van Tinkle. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah, so I don't know why it's just that that name just made me think of my friend, Rip Van Tinkle. Um, right, okay, so are you kind of, uh, what what side of, what weird things have happened to you other, other than a strange guy from Ireland contacting you to be on his podcast? Have you had any um, weird things from the TikTok? Um, not, well, obviously I think you get like, I get most of my weird things through Instagram and it's, I think it's, it's interesting because a lot of people like feel very connected to you when you have like, um, a sort of following like this. And also I think it kind of, I've definitely felt as my following has grown bigger, like a huge sense of like imposter syndrome, just because these people are coming to me with like all these really niche questions and also questions that like, I don't even know if anyone knows the answer to, but just because I'm Irish, they think I have all the answers. So even when you asked me to do this podcast, I was like, I don't. I don't know anything. I don't know what to tell him. Um, where, why, do, why does everyone think I have all these skills? But um, I think that is something you have to kind of be okay with when you're online. You kind of have to be like, no, I haven't lied to anyone. I haven't told any lies here. I'm just sharing what I know. And what I don't know, I research and then share. I don't claim to know everything. So that can be a struggle sometimes when people come to me with really incredibly niche things or like people want me to translate tattoos for them or 
someone contacted me the other day with a video of a busker in Galway and said, hey, do you know this song? And I was like, sorry, I've been to Galway like three times. I don't, I don't know. And he was so far away. I couldn't hear it at all. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what this song is. But I think just because you're Irish, you automat- I automatically get some sense of like, she must know everything that goes on ever in Ireland. Um, so that can be a little, a little troubling. And then also you get the like occasional, like, do you want to be my sugar baby um, messages? Don't know Irish. if you get a few of them. I, um, I actually don't get them, no. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're funny um, in themselves. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been interesting because I'm very normal, I think. Um, and all of my friends like laugh at this whole TikTok thing. I didn't really tell them about it until I had like 50K or something. Cause I was like, this is like, I'm at the stage where like, it's still kind of embarrassing because no one actually follows me. And now at the point where I maybe have 200K, I'm like, I don't care. Honestly, it's fine. Laugh at me. I laugh too. And um, so I don't know. It's been weird, like balancing the having my real friends on Instagram and then also having like a new following of people that are commenting on my pictures like I'm like someone else I don't know it's yeah, hard yeah, to explain. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a different person there's a TikTok person a yeah. TikTok Danielle and then a re- the real Danielle or whatever yeah and like I guess that is it I like that's a good way to put it like I think there is definitely a character that you have to play on social media it's not like a character but like I said before like everyone comes to you for like the one thing that you do so when I changed my name to the Irish Danielle, I really thought about it. I was like, is this a really bad idea? Am I like pigeonholing myself into something that I'll never get out of or whatever? And I started to like affect um, how I like posted online. I became like a perfectionist almost. I was like, I can't post this. It's not related to Ireland and it's not related to names. So it's not going on my page. But the whole point of starting the TikTok was really for like a creative outlet and something fun for me to do so in most recent months I've really tried to be like you know what I think it's funny so I'm going to post it because this is my page and I can do what I want I don't want to be so restricted to what I think people expect from me just because I have like a bigger following now there's a very kind of well not strange for Ireland but just I find it interesting because I'm um Obviously, I'm the age I am, but I really enjoy TikTok because I learn a lot from it. And I follow people who are who are giving me information about stuff that I'm interested in. And mm. that could be like people who are making music, people who are talking about history, people who are talking about, uh, you know, stuff like I, I came across your page. I found it very interesting names, all that kind of stuff. Um, and there is this uh, narrative at the moment with older, slightly older people going, what are you doing on TikTok? Like, that's for like are you a child and, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm tr- and the reason I'm and part of the reason I want to talk to you is because I wanted to tell anybody that listens to my podcast that look there's stuff going on on TikTok like honest to God like you will learn I put up a joke tweet the other day I said I'm, w- I'm waiting I'm not going to watch that documentary I'm going to wait till it comes out in 400 parts on TikTok <laughs> like you will learn from TikTok yeah so there's so many people on there telling so many brilliant things and so much information I like I have a little bit of an interest in spirituality, mindfulness, uh, you know, where we come from, where we're going to, you know, t- uh, philosophy, books. And it, I just find it, uh, you know, obviously you're just uh, some of the time you're just scrolling, but you're scrolling past the things you're not interested in. And then you're finding something, you're following them, you're deep diving into their stuff. Mm. And then that brings you to other places. Uh, it's a fascinating place, isn't it? Yeah, I think TikTok is incredibly unique in that way. Like if you think about previous social media, 
experiences, like my experience on Instagram, it was like, I followed the people that I knew, or I followed like famous people, but I rarely go onto the discover page and find new people randomly on Instagram. Whereas TikTok, I don't live on my like following page. I only ever go on my for you page. So I'm only ever seeing new content. And if someone happens to come up that I follow, great, I'll have a watch of their video. But I think TikTok is so unique in that respect. It's always giving you like more content, which can be easy to fall down some sort of like rabbit hole and you turn your light on, it's like 3 a.m. in the morning. But I think it's great because all of these smaller creators, like everyone has a chance to go viral, which like before, I don't think that was an opportunity. I guess it's similar to like Twitter. I'm not a massive Twitter user, but from my experience on Twitter, I guess it's kind of, it's user generated content and it's user like approved content too. So I find it amazing that I'm able to find like such a, a niche section of TikTok that like it's giving me the videos that like I don't even know how it knows that I want it like young girl loves Harry Potter and likes star science and it's giving me a video on that and I'm like how do you know that that's for me but I'll take all of them give them more to me so like it's I've never found a, a social media platform that like gives you exactly what you want but also gives you such a variety of topics from kind of like everyday people and um, which I, I just think is great. And yeah, I think it started off with a bad name because I think everyone knew like Charlie D'Amelio and like all of those like TikTok houses and everyone was dancing on it. But even when I told my friends at a TikTok, they're like, God, I couldn't download TikTok. No, no, I'm way too old for that now. And I'm like, okay, we're like 24. So stop calling us old. And, <laughs> but like, no, like my little sister barely uses TikTok. So like my whole family have no idea what I'm talking about, but I think they're slowly, there's a new wave maybe coming in Ireland. I don't know because I'm, I'm not there anymore of like accepting TikTok as being like a new social media platform, I guess, that everyone uses. And I find like, and I think sometimes, and, and this is gonna just, this is just literally my point, my point of view, you know, uh, but it's my podcast. So, you know, um, I'm a very audio visual person and I find it hard to read. Like I read, but it's, I, I really have to work at it. You know, I say, okay, mm. keep, you have to read, you know, at least a chapter a day of, of something, you know? So I really, but, but I learned through seeing people explain something and I, 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 you know, that's what I like. That's how I learn. That's, you know, best for me. I think there's a snobbish, snobby thing as well. Like my, recently my son, I was trying to get him into reading. So I'm getting him downloading audio books and I sort of put it up on Twitter, said any good audio books for a certain age group. Um, and people come back to me, well, what's wrong with reading? And you don't really want to get into an argument. Well, some, not everybody fucking reads or care mm -hmm. or, or it, it likes reading or some people find it difficult to read or just don't get anything from it or just bored by reading. Um, slightly off topic, but but that's, I think, it's a great way to digest information and to get knowledge and to learn about stuff, genuinely learn yeah. about stuff. Like people can be snobby about it, but it's a great resource. I, I, I like the fact that my son looks at TikTok because he'll come back to me and go, or we we send each other videos. So it means I can send him something like, uh, I can send him something like, even like manifestation or something, which, you mm -hmm. know, I'm not saying that I'm into manifestation, but it's something that I can say he might relate to. And if I, if I talk to him about your attitude towards the world and how you treat other people and how you see other people and how you relate to them and that, you know, that that can have an effect on your place in the world, you know, and just to get him thinking about things like that. You yeah. might just not even look at them and just say that my dad's weird. Another one of my dad's weird videos. But I like that, that you can start conversations where you can make people think differently about things. And that's a very, 
it's very useful. I find it very yeah. useful. And even though it's only so. like a, a minute long or less than a minute video, it can spark something, just like you said, to be like, I know there's been videos that I see that I'm like, that is so interesting. And I go away and I read more about it. Like it gives you a little, t- it like touches your toe into this like water of information that you can pull whatever you want from it and then go away. And like, I know I drive my boyfriend absolutely crazy when I like just put on my phone. I'm like, do you want to know something incredible that I just learned? Like, do you want to know something about the Nazis? And he's like, where are you getting this? And I'm like, don't even ask anymore. Like, this is amazing. Like, it just random information that I just love. It's great. Tell me about the Nazis. What do I need to know about the Nazis? Yeah, actually, it's incredible. Your mind's going to be blown. You don't want to send us the sun. Well, maybe not. Um, so we get, it's, I went down, I don't know if you've seen the TikTok. It's like, a, what is your favorite historical domino effect that you just love? Yes, Love domino yes, effects. Amazing. I saw so, one recently and I won't be able to remember. Anyway, you go ahead. So the one that I saw yesterday, which is amazing. It was like, we get ABBA from the Nazis. And I was like, okay, this is me a stretch. Um, and apparently the Nazis had this like breeding program called like Les Brennan or something. I can't speak thing. And um, they were encouraged to breed to have more Aryan children. So one of the ways they did it was they like stole Aryan children from like occupied places and took them back to be raised by Nazi families. And then the other way was the SS soldiers were encouraged to um, have children with Norwegian women because they have Aryan features. And one of the founding members of ABBA, Cameron was like Anna Fried or something. She has an SS officer father and a Norwegian mother. And she was a byproduct of that breeding program. Isn't that crazy? Insane. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, the domino effect thing is fascinating. I so can't cool. Me- can't remember the one I saw. I wish I could, uh, but I have a terrible brain, and that's probably due to TikTok. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's it. It's the it's the being able to turn around and tell somebody something something fascinating, but also like music wise, like I can send my daughter's nineteen, and I can like if I come across, I like the list of someone said ten, you know, indie bands you need to be listening to right now, and I can just flick that list onto my daughter and then we can mm. sort of you know there'll be one you won't get into all of them it's like anything you won't read every book you see or but you, you'll, you'll stumble across something it's a great way of finding out things that you're interested in um and i find myself like i have lists of books i need to read uh, you know recommendations um yeah the amount of screenshots i have of tiktoks mm. being like i will come back to this and then i go into my screenshots and i'm like what was i think what does this even mean i don't know what i'm looking for here uh there's a what's the folder is it save or favorites uh oh yeah when you can save your your tiktok that you want to go back into favorites and i've never gone back i rarely go back in there maybe for the maybe for the odd recipe or something i really liked your um so i I loved the video of the guy realizing the tupperware is not pronounced (laughs) tupperware which my daughter actually did not know but it's a generational thing um but you 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 use that video to explain to Americans, I presume, that it's not Patty's Day. Yeah, I know. Thank you for, thank you for that. I know. Sometimes I get a lot of hate. Like I I walk a fine line because I'm very aware that I'm on the for you page in America. Like I would be able to make easier jokes, I think, if I were in Ireland because I know my audience. But with Americans, I'm also very like I'm aware that my page is tailored to them so I can't like make fun of them too much you know like I can do it like tongue-in-cheek but I don't want to like absolutely rip the piss out of them and um, so sometimes I know that wasn't even that far but I still get some comments being like what's wrong with saying St. Paddy's Day or people saying like 
my family were Irish slaves. Like, how dare you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, they weren't. Like, what is going on? Like, it's, I come across some of these things and I'm like, I'm not even going to engage. Like, this is just some weird family story you've been told that just makes no sense. Or people who are like, give out to me and then say they know better because their family like used to own Kilkenny Castle or something. And I'm like, okay, sure you did. Yeah, great. Can you invite me there like next year or something? So it's, it's, it's weird in that, in that way. And um, I'm trying to like, I always second guess myself before I post a video like that because I'm like, hmm, who's going to get offended? And do I care enough? I don't know. So. But I presume there must be, like in America, there must be stories told that passed down through the generations of how we were slaves or how we, uh, you know, my, you're basically, we are the butlers. So we're butlers and we used to own, butlers owned Kilkenny Castle or whatever. And then, oh yeah, yeah, we own Kilkenny Castle. Well, no, the, fa the butler family did, but there's nothing to do with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you are, you happen to be a butler as well, but there's nothing to do with um, My action, my, uh, I'll tell you, my, my, grandfather's father was a foot so a footman rode on the back of the carriages with the people that owned Kilkenny Castle that's my kind oh of so you actually do own Kilkenny Castle well just I just he worked you're there. one of them <laughs> as well he looked after the horses <laughs> <laughs> he clean, I think he shoveled shit basically that was his See, job that's a stronger connection to Kilkenny Castle than the majority of the people in my comments so totally, yeah I'm, you have I'm a leg up on them I'm playing, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, once lockdown's over, I'm arriving at Kilkenny Castle. And <laughs> yeah. But the, the fascinating thing about St. Patty's Day in America, I was there, and I think you should, I mean, I would love to you to explore this whole thing, being in America, and obviously we're close to it now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm not telling you what to do, but I, I was in Los Angeles uh, for St. Patrick's Day two years ago. I was there to run the marathon, which was on the day after... St. Patrick's Day, the 18th of March. And I got up from my hotel. It was in downtown LA, beautiful place. And I went walking and I went looking for some Irish bars because the day of St. Patrick's Day, Ireland were playing England in the rugby. So, and there was like, and they were getting ready for St. Like it was early morning. So obviously the time difference, you know, so I had mm. to, I had to get up early and just find the, the Irish bars. The hotel were no use to me. The receptionist didn't have a clue what I was talking about. I was like, I need to find an Irish bar that's showing the rugby. I didn't know what rugby was. Anyway, so I went to every Irish bar. I was like, go, I was, I was, they were, they had shamrocks, they had flags. They had like, I was like, here, you know, first Irish bar. I just arrived I'm like, yes, here we go. Irish bar, flags out, bunting, Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, everybody, you know, people had started queuing and everything to start drinking for the day. I was like, here I go. Walked in. About four walls of screens. I was mm. like, this is, I'm set for the day, you know. And I wasn't even drinking. I had a marathon to run the next day. But I just wanted to sit somewhere, have a cup of tea and watch the match. And I went up to the bar. They, they Like, they didn't know. I don't even know if they knew where Ireland was. They didn't understand what I was saying. I was saying, there's a match on today it's a rugby match Ireland are playing England this guy was from South America he was like what he just, like he was looking at me like I was talking a different language it's like Patrick's Day and then and that was the same for every pub I didn't find I ended up sitting in a coffee shop using their wi-fi to watch it on my phone or, or I was watching it through Twitter or something I couldn't I, oh god and uh, that was that was my day but I was I, I couldn't get my head around the fact that all of like St. Patrick's Day has nothing to do with Ireland. Mm. 
Like there's no- I think that might be actually unique to your experience on the West Coast, though. Okay. Well, no, all right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because Boston is different than New York. Yeah. Really different than- and yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the Paddy State Parade in 2019, I want to say. My brother is born on St. Patrick's Day. So he came over here and was like, here, let's go to the parade. And I was like, I really don't want to, but it's your birthday. So birthday card. So we went and I was actually surprised at, obviously I wasn't shocked at the size because like it's America. So they do everything like extra large. Um, But it was cool because they had a section at the back that like represented all the counties. And it was like, I don't know if anyone had anything to do with those counties, but like there was like a Wicklow County and I was like, ooh, go Wicklow. And there's like a herd of people who were just walking under the Wicklow banner. So like, I don't know, they kept it kind of related to Ireland in that sense, but it's probably because there is a huge Irish American community over here. Um, And especially in like New York and Boston, like even, I don't know if you've been to New York, but there's a, like a famine memorial type thing down in Friday. And I went like when I first came over here and it's pretty beautiful. It's like in all of these skyscrapers and there's this just like plot of wild, like meadow grass almost. And um, you go in and it almost feels like you're in like a random field in like Meath or something. Like it's so bizarre. And they have a rock for each county in Ireland that has been taken from that county. So, and it has like all of the like, um, kind of like Celtic swirls, you know, that you see at like Newgrange on those kind of like detailed rocks. And they like line this whole path through this like crazy meadow. And then there's those information about the famine. And you're just like standing there, like looking around at like all these skyscrapers in Fidei in this like patch of grass. Like, this is so cool. So like Americans can do Irish American stuff well, but then I think it gets very diluted on Paddy's day, like, the crowds were insane at the Paddy's Day Parade here in New York. And then we went to an Irish bar after. I almost rather we went to like any other bar because it was like a battle of who's more Irish. And I was like, sorry, can you not hear our accents? We're going to win every single time, but please step up next contender. Like it was so frustrating. Or they'd come out with like, do you know the Duggins from like Castle Roy or whatever? And I'm like, that is so specific. No, I don't. Just let me have my pint. So like that can kind of get annoying, I guess, with St. Patrick's Day and all that stuff here. But um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen this year because it was cancelled last year. So I assume it's not going to be on on this year, but we may venture out and, and see what happens on the 17th. A bit of a, a, a crawl. I actually know the Dug- <laughs> I actually know the Duggins from Castle Road. You do? <laughs> Do they go to Coney Castle by any chance? <laughs> yeah, they're my first cousins. <laughs> um, so, so do you? So, if I was, to, so you, you, people ask you questions and then you research. Like, I mean, you could just say to people, uh, "Google it," because that's yeah. what I'm going to do. I know. Uh, so they don't like hearing that, though. No, of course, that would, and that would be rude. They also, also like hearing it like come from me as well, because they think it has some sort of like it's correct, then, which I'm like, it's not. It's still googled. Like, don't worry, it's coming from the same source. Um, but, but that's the, that's the funny thing. I'm I am, you know, well into my forties. I'm I've been living in Ireland all my life. My, I know my surname. If I was interested in it, I could just easily just look up my surname. Was you know, it's very easy to find. I think I have coasters. I have information. I think I have a, a calendar somewhere with my name. You know, the details of my my a memorial barn. plate. I, yeah, yeah, I have I have the, the Walsh room. I live in Walshester. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Walsh Island, but uh, but it was funny when I saw you doing the Walsh. It, it, it meant something different. I was like, "Oh, great! This is like you know, 
great to find just here. That's some closure for my family. Yes. Yeah. Good to get the official line on this. From, Dan, yeah, from, Ar- from the Irish Danielle. Yeah, yeah absolutely I- zero qualifications. So. <laughs> I need to send this around to the family. And say, we can stop searching now. Yeah. <laughs> we have arrived. Ar- the Irish Danielle has. And also the fact I was like, yeah, I knew it was common. I didn't know it was like the second most common name. Yeah, I didn't know that either, actually. Really common in America, too, mm. which I've never come across in American Welsh. So maybe my sources are incorrect, which is highly possible. Where are all the American watches at? That's what you need to start asking people. I know. You Where know? are they hiding? Could you tell me information? If I put you on the spot, could you tell me the information about the surname Walsh? Hmm. Okay, this is going to be a good memory guess. It comes from Bratnock, which is the Irish word for like Welsh person. Pretty sure. Um, and it was given to Welsh people and kind of English people or any sort of like foreigner that came over from that side. Uh, during the Anglo-Norman invasion. Yeah. Oh. And then was anglicized back to Welsh, sometimes spelt with an E. And I think I said in my video, the first Welsh was Philip the Welshman. Is that right? Someone the Welshman? Sounds good to me. You know, I could just make this up. You wouldn't even know. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated. Yes. Why am I pretending that I don't know? I mean, it was, <laughs> it was Philip the Welshman. Yeah. Um, and I think it's most common in Mayo and Kilkenny. Kilkenny, which is where I'm from. Yes, Very good. the castle. Philip. I should have known. That was a clue all along. <laughs> Philip the Walshman. I have to write down. I've just written down Philip the Walshman <laughs> for some reason. I'm going to find out about him. Yeah. Um, no, but I think I started with Irish names because, like, I'm not an Irish, like, I'm not a fluent Irish language speaker. I spoke it like everyone else in school. My mom was a teacher, so maybe that gave me, like, more of a heads up than anyone else. But I can't speak very well, um, but I, I love, now that I'm like out of the school system I've and out of Ireland actually, I've grown to like really love the Irish language because it's so incredibly descriptive, like way more than the English language, like for certain words. And especially you see that in like surnames and like how they come, come to be and also their history. It's so like apparent in how they develop, I guess. Similar with Walsh, but also with like loads of the other names that I've done. Like, I don't know if you saw my my video on like Gallagher. That comes from Gal, which is the Irish word for like Northerner or like a, it was used for like a, a Dane, Danish person. So like a Viking maybe. And um, Cower, which is the Irish word for help. And it basically came from this clan sort of tribe, I guess, Celtic tribe in Donegal the Vikings invaded their land, but it was a a Celtic custom that they would give any sort of visitors accommodation, even though these guys were invaders, they didn't really know that yet. So they like let them stay or whatever. And then the Vikings ended up taking over. So then this clan got nicknamed Galcor because they were the helpers of the Danes, which was then translated to Gallagher, which I'm just like, that is so cool. No, it's brilliant. No, I think it's absolutely, <laughs> I'm just I just imagining the Irish people in Donegal just going, come on in, come on in, what, <laughs> yeah. you know, serving them up. How many beds to... do you need? Oh, you need the whole country. Yeah, no worries. Go on. Come on. Or, in. Or, or like, you know, Paddy being out in the field and like coming <laughs> yeah. across these lads come, getting off a ship and being like, come on home and bringing them home to the wife. And she hasn't got the house ready. And she's like, I, I hate when you bring people home. <laughs> yes. I haven't tidied up. You should have rang ahead. Yeah. You should have you lit the smoke signals ahead. <laughs> this is terrible. I, I love that idea. But I lo- but there's so much in like, there- see, this is, this is uh, 
I mean, I know your 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 field is law and that's your job and all that kind of stuff, but like there's so much like there's a film in some of the stuff you're saying. Like there's 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 a book. Like there's yeah. a book in this stuff. Like you definitely could, you could definitely with all the stuff that you've created, and I don't want to give your idea away or whatever, but you could definitely in the next 12 months bring a book out that would sell. Don't be giving me ideas. I've enough work to do. Honest to God. <laughs> honest to God. I mean, but 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 even things like that, like that is a fast, like I like that is a takeaway for me from this chat, the, the, the name Gallagher, that I will be telling people. I will be dining out on that story. Good. What are the things that you find fascinating about the Irish language, like words that you've discovered? Uh, like, what is it that make, made you fascinated in the first place? Or what, what like, do you, do you deep dive into it? Have you discovered anything recently that you think other people would find interesting? Like, what kind of, what kind of stuff that you, you've discovered that you think this has to go up on, on the TikTok about the Irish language? Um, well, I guess um, there's like a few things. So understand, like, I think, I think getting the point across to other people that like the Irish language uses a completely different alphabet. I, I guess you kind of realize that when you're in primary school, cause you're like, where are all the V's? Like, what is going on? Where is the W? Um, but you don't really think about it that it's like a completely separate language because you're learning it through English. So I'm trying to make that like quite apparent on my page when I do these like Irish word videos or whatever. And people are like, I don't understand how you're getting a V sound with the MH and you have to like bring it all back to be like, we don't have certain letters in the alphabet. So we have to use what we have to make these noises. That's why Neve is spelt with an MH. That's how we get the V in Neve because we use an MH. We don't use a V because we don't have it. So it's stuff like that that I think is like really interesting to people because you don't actually think about it. Like as Irish people, we just accept that Neve is Neve. We don't understand like the phonetical breakdown of the word either. Um, and also, like like I said before, my love for it really grow, grew from like how descriptive it was. Um, and I think, honestly, I can pin it back to being in like fifth year in my Irish class and learning the word glick, um, which I just thought was such a satisfying word. I was like, oh my God, what does that mean? I'm going to use it forever. And it means like cunning or sly. And I was like, that, that just sounds sly, that word coming out of my mouth. And I was like, Irish is great. Like for that random one word, and then I think that sparked kind of like looking up kind of the descriptive nature of Irish language. So like the Irish word for wolf is mock tear, which means like son of the ground. And like, it's just, or like I did a one the other day on whiskey, which is ishkabaha, which means the water of life, like stuff like that. That's just like, it, I don't know, maybe it doesn't to you, but it holds like so much like power or it sounds so just like incredibly powerful these words like water of life ishkabaha it's so like old sounding like way better than english could ever sound but i think that's how i i fall down these rabbit holes of like i want more i want to have this feeling again of like feeling glick like this is so cool um so i think that's how it started for me it's 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 very native american indian in the way that it you know what do you see? That's what it's called. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? It is literal. It's descriptive. It, you know, it, I mean, I don't, I don't get that from English. I don't, I don't know what, obviously it could be, but the word, I don't know where the word knife came from. It's, I presume it's came from a French word or something and it became anglicized. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really know, but there is something mystical. And I, I, I can't, extract myself from it to know whether it's mystical to me because ultimately I'm 
from here. I'm Irish. Well, actually, I came over as a Welshman. Philip, <laughs> Philip the Welshman. You, you, you <laughs> might have heard of him. I came over on a boat with him. Well, you know, do, does it mean, you know, the way you get into stuff and you're like, that's so fascinating. Is that because you're Irish and because you find it fascinating or is it, I mean, obviously you're, is it fascinating to other people? It's hard to mm. distra- extract yourself from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, like, I like, have do, that like, like debate too. Like, do we just think that like a word like Ireland is the best country? You yeah. Know? Meanwhile, over in the South Pacific, there's an island over there and they go, man, you wouldn't believe what we call wolves. <laughs> That's true. But I like I think the Native American comparison is pretty like accurate. Like if you say what you see and I think that is very like almost like satisfying to English speakers because sometimes like like you said words seem to come out of nowhere. So you're like, okay, was this always like a bottle or like where did the word bottle come from? And um, whereas like with Ireland, I think even to someone who doesn't speak Irish, you're able to break down like mock tier son of the ground you're able to kind of like digest that really quickly and understand like why that naming convention was thought of rather than wolf you're like okay was that just like some english man who discovered it and said i'm wolf he'll be wolf um and there's another like there's a tiktoker i can't remember his name but i can send it over to you um he's based in ireland and he did a video the other day well no it was actually a while ago and he said the word for blue in irish girl is actually like a very specific color of blue and um, because when it was thought of, like we didn't really have like blue skies because our skies were so gray. So Gurum actually is like a bluish gray. It's not the blue we know today because Irish people didn't have blue, blue, anything to point at. Like they gloss for green. They had like certain blues for the sea, but the sky was like kind of gray and cloudy. And that's what they called Gurum. And I was like, that's, I just, that stuff is just like so cool to me. Like to see, the kind of development of like mankind through a language and being able to like step back and like trace it each step that you go I just think it's so cool maybe I'm just no I, I, I do find it fascinating and, and, and I'm really enjoying talking to you about it and, but I'm just wondering like you know is it, is it just because you know you know if we lived in, in Hawaii we would be fascinated by but but we always think that and I genuinely think like more people should know about Ireland, more people should know about our language, more people should know this stuff. And it's just great to see you doing it. I was trying to think of something, there was something about the color black. Do you know anything about the color black and why? I mean, the on far dove is the devil as far as I know. Yeah. I don't, but there, there was some reasons why we don't use the word black to indicate the word black because it means something else or dove means kind of a badness rather than a color yeah i guess because it means like dove is like black but it's also darkness yeah in the irish language maybe that's why and i know like uh, a dinner girl even though that means blue person is what yes. we use for like people of color and um, so i don't really know i guess it's so you don't want to call someone like oh you're like a dark evil person because it has like horrific connotations or it has relation to the devil. So I guess even that is like incredibly interesting um, in itself. I'm going to write that down and you're going to see a video coming up. Oh, that. that would be great. You need to tag <laughs> yeah. me in that. I will tag you. But, to, but, I, but I found that fascinating and I loved it because there's so much in that because like we call people of, of, of who have different colored skin than us, Dinagurum, because we don't want to be comparing them to to an, e- an evil person you know yeah. which is which is lovely yeah we're, we're so and it's nice. also interesting because like i would assume 
that that word had to come later. So like it was a it was an actual thought process of someone to be like, you know what? No, we're not going to directly translate because then we're calling them the devil. We're not going to do that. We're going to say Gurum instead. Like I I like that too because it's an active kind of like I don't know change of the language that's just like generally accepted because it's it reflects, the right thing to do. Yeah. it reflects the people as well who come up with that word. It reflects yeah. their attitude towards other people and it reflects, you, do you know what I mean? Like there might've been some countries who, who might've been happy to call, um, you know, people of a different skin color, bad people. Do you know what I mean? Like we didn't want them to feel like outcasts. Yeah. You know, or that we thought badly of them, you know, like the Vikings arriving. We, you know, come and we said, come on in, guys. Come on in. Like, you know, <laughs> you, can, you can have this house. I'll find another one. They were like, there's loads <laughs> yeah. of houses around here. There's loads of land. It would be grand. Um, the uh, fairies is something you've sort of, have you been yeah. looking into that? Is that something you've recently started looking into? Or is that something you're, I mean, I'm not going to try and accuse you of being an aficionado on, on everything anyway, but. <laughs> But I've noticed you dipping your toe into the world of fairies. Yeah, I started, I did like a few like uh, myths and stuff. So like the obvious ones, like Oshin and Tiernanog, Kukulin, um, like all those sort of ones. And then um, as I was like researching those, the two Dadanen kept coming up. And I was like, what is it? I have never really heard about the two Dadanen. And then when I looked into it, it was like so incredibly interesting and kind of like the start of like mythical Ireland, basically. So I did a video on that, which actually did pretty well. And I think it's just like, it's Ireland's like fairy sort of like pagan history is something that I don't think we're never really taught about because Ireland became such a Christian country, like, and it was kind of wiped that this ever happened. But it's so cool to see it like tied into like so many things we do and just has such like a rich sort of story that feels so fantastical, but must have felt like so real to like the people who were living it so even like the the history of like changelings in ireland they were like these like fairy fairies would like steal a human baby and then replace it with like a fairy baby and it would like grow up and it would be like deformed or like wouldn't be able to eat properly and then i assume it was a story made up for like babies that were born with like birth defects and like that sort of stuff that they're like oh this baby must be a changeling and it like let people to detach themselves from this human baby and be like oh no no it's from the fairies like it's fine if it dies which is so incredibly sad but like so interesting to see how without religion and in like this like pagan kind of mindset it still carries the same ideas of like having a, a grander explanation for things that happen around you which I think is like so incredibly human and like it's just so cool to like trace back and like see patterns happening like again and again just with different stories around them because I just think it's incredibly sad that I mean obviously when we when we became independent as the Republic of Ireland we aligned ourselves with the Catholic Church so the things that we could uh we, the things we could get going again I mean football was kind of an invention that didn't really that wasn't really a thing Gaelic football we we sort of made a football game that looked like hurling sort of that's that was just a that was that's an that's not an old ancient game you know um but you know fair 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 place to the people who invented it. hurling was something that was uh you know sort of 
brought back and you know um the GA was a great thing really mm-hmm. for for you know athletics and, and getting people jumping over things and running and, and playing hurling and, and all that kind of stuff. And f- because we'd aligned ourselves with the church, like we had a great opportunity because of the Catholic and I know they were around for a long time, but it would have been a great t- opportunity to just go back and sort of go back to our old uh, histories, beliefs, myths, uh, or old religion, you know? Um, and it just, it's, it seems like, unfortunately, because of the Catholic Church, like they, they obviously tried to reinvigorate the Irish language in their own weird way, which mm. prob- which could have killed it and, you know, wasn't re- You know, I suppose they reinvigorated it a little bit, um, probably ruined it. Uh, and I'm not blaming Peg for that either, because, you know, I think Peg is her place. Um, but it would have been a great time. It's a pity. We, I think we missed out on so many opportunities there you know, to become a Republican, to become more mystical and yeah. to discover more about our, 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 our beliefs before, let's say, before St. Patrick, just for argument's sake, you know? Yeah. Like, I even noticed that in the comments of my videos, people are like, I went through, like, whatever it was, like, 12 years of Irish school and I didn't hear, like, one thing about this. Like, this is the first time I'm ever hearing about this as an Irish person, which... I can totally understand because like I too was like that as well. Like I just randomly happened upon something and then like fell down a hole like normal and then decided to make a video on it. So like, I guess it's like, I only in school, I only really like heard about like Oshin and Tirinog and Kukul and like we never got like anything more than that. It was just kind of like the basic ones that were printed in the book and that was enough and off you go. Like, or even like I went to like a Presbyterian secondary school. So like we didn't even have like any traditional Irish sports as like to play. Like we played like hockey and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, it's fine. Like we don't really need to play hockey. Like who plays something better? And um, so it's it's frustrating in that way that it's still like incredibly segregated. Like the the, the what Ireland used to be and all of our like history and like everything that used to come along with that, like it's still kind of like kept as like fantastical like fairy tales that like aren't really told about like obviously they shouldn't be told about it in fact but like they were part of the culture of that traditional times like even when we learned about like Celts in history like we learned how they lived we learned how they cooked their food but like we didn't learn about like their spiritual beliefs or like why they did the things they did which I think would be like incredibly interesting and help like tie that whole kind of like section of history together to understand like what motivated these people rather than just like oh they lived in Cranog the end like but also there but but even with the stories of the two of the Danon and the fear bullock and all that kind of stuff there is there's a there's some it's based on some real things you know like where people came from Spain or people came from North Africa yeah. or you know who are these people and this you know they they joined up with the people who lived here and some of them did and some of them didn't and you know all these where all these different clans came from and you know there's, there's some of it is is based in reality yeah. you know well yeah it's based yeah i i totally agree and also it shows how the people were trying to understand the world around them too and I explain it to like previous or to, to next generations like um the giants causeway like coming up with the like amazing story to tell everyone how it happened and like why it looks that way and all that sort of stuff and why it looks like the the, where it looks in like Scotland and stuff because clearly they were connected at one point but like Irish like the people wouldn't know that so we're just going to explain it about giants instead that they ran across the water so like it's 
I just think it's so interesting and it's, and I'm really passionate about like sharing it in a way that's digestible and like exciting, which I think TikTok allows it to be because it's so short. It doesn't feel really overwhelming or like you're being lectured or told about history. You're kind of just hearing this like amazing story that just feels so like amazing that it happened like in your world. Like that, that's how I, that's how I feel about it. And also, I think people get bogged down in the fact that, you know, say, for instance, the Bible or, you know, our stories about Ireland of old, they get bogged down in the fact that it's, well, that's just a fairy tale. That's a story. That's a, that's a this, you know, that, you know, it's not real. And and actually, I was listening to, um, I don't know if you listen to Tommy Tiernan. He's an Irish comedian. He has a podcast, yeah. his TV show. Very interesting stuff. He talks a lot about uh, religion in Ireland, but, but he was talking, he was saying he did one on, stories and it was kind of linked to ambition um but he was saying well maybe if we live the stories that's where the stories become alive maybe that's if you live like you believe the stories then it's not about the story it's about it's about living the lesson of the story or yeah the teaching of the story that that's that as instead of just looking at it as a story go what's this trying to tell me Mm. What are these people trying to say? What's the message here? And can I live that? And can I, can, can I, and that's how the story is real, you know? And that's why I'm linking all this back to what you're talking about and the stuff you're telling people. And I think it's very important because you're on TikTok, you're telling younger people, they're interested in it. And I think there's a sort of a little bit of a space for a bit of spirituality, belief, get people thinking about things, where they came from and all that at the moment. So I think it's very healthy thing that you're doing if any of what I've just said makes sense to you no that does make and I I do think TikTok is an incredibly powerful platform in that respect I've even noticed it with like Irish language creators in Ireland like there's an amazing um fluent Irish speaker called Unaming on TikTok and then also the Kerry Cowboy I don't know if you've seen any of their videos yeah. that they're they're both from Kerry and they they speak fluent Irish and they just it's amazing like Unaming's a forager, a forager as well so she like goes out and like forages seaweed and makes seaweed chips and I'm like this is just amazing content that's like keeping something so like cool about Ireland like alive still and the fact that they're like just people are flocking to their channels to like hear the Irish language spoken because they were both raised like bilingually that like it's not just watered down by like the school system or whatever it's like real Irish people that are like sharing their real Irish lives and I think like TikTok has allowed this sort of like kind of revitalization of Irish culture and like Irish language and being kind of proud and like interested to learn about like where you come from and like how the country formed I guess yeah totally absolutely it's doing all the things that we weren't able to do ourselves really I mean it's it's it I mean wholesome is a word that I would use you know it's wholesome Hmm. content and people want wholesome content the yeah. world is a bit crazy at the moment and we're we're looking for that wholesome content and um yeah. and I, think- I think it allows people to be like connected too. like in in now we were in the pandemic and no one can like be out no one can see their friends it's it's a way to find like a sense of community as well in all of this like chaos you're able to be like you know what i am a walsh and i do have family from wales i'm gonna and- follow this girl and yeah. they do own Kilkenny Castle. Kilkenny Castle, yes, he's right. <laughs> um, so, but but yeah, I mean, I, I like you know the headline is you know or TikTok saves Ireland, you know, almost you know, <laughs> sort of. A, you know, I, like it's 
there's something in that, you know. Um, it's such an unlikely thing to happen to come from such what a much maligned kind of, it's certainly initially app, mm. um, and and still I see quite open like there's some comedians I know and they're like what the fuck are you doing on TikTok like that's fucking for children you know and you're like man you know under you no clue you don't know what's going on you don't know what's going on going on in the real world of TikTok man <laughs> yeah you weren't there man get your head out of your ass and get on to TikTok I just think it's beautiful um I won't keep you too much longer uh but the Irish language is that something are you are you trying to, because I'm, I'm, a, I went to the Gale Talk, you know, when I was younger um, and I loved it. And I loved that in that environment. I loved the Irish language. I did quite well in my oral exams. I did. I just didn't like reading. I mean, I didn't mind reading Peg and I'd probably read it now. Um, I'd certainly watch the movie over 400 parts on TikTok. Um, but I'd love, I'm trying to like, and I've contacted people and I've, I've got an app and I'm trying to get, into learning the Irish language. Uh, and that's why I think I'm drawn to certainly your 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 channel on TikTok and, and other people as well talking about the Irish language. Um, are you, is it something that you, do you speak Irish? I can't even speak myself. Do you speak, do you speak <laughs> no, Irish? Like, are you trying I, to improve it? Are you working I'm, on I'm it? I'm definitely trying to improve my Irish. Like I said earlier, like I spoke Irish all the way through school. I didn't go to like a Gale school or anything. Um, but I was I was pretty good at Irish like you like you would have been like in in school probably because I was a bit of like uh, like a swat so I probably just want to be good at class rather than actually liking the language and um, but as I've like come out of the school system and then going through law and kind of like seeing how like the Irish language like interacts with the Irish constitution and like the translation and all that stuff that's necessary it was like very interesting and then now that I'm out of that I've really tried to keep up my Irish it's obviously very hard I think to practice it when you're in like America and all this sort of stuff. But like, I follow like a lot of Irish influencers on tic on TikTok, but also on Instagram who like either solely do their stories and their like pages like in Irish or they'll do like a little bilingual stuff. And I find like just having like a little bit of Irish like in my ear all the time is like a really great way to like keep it kind of present and in the front of my mind because I'm finding like words like flooding back to me and I'm like, oh my God, I totally know it. Like, I don't even have to look at the like English translations of this because I I have I know what she's saying. Like, I, I can understand. Or like the TikToker that I mentioned, Una Ming, has like a Discord that's like completely in Irish. So like people, everyone joins it and then you just like talk to each other in Irish and people are just like chatting away and you can like have um, in your username. It's like really clever that she's set up. Set up you can put like CN on the end of your username, which means like you can correct me if my Irish is wrong. So like people will put that in if they're like comfortable with people like correcting their Irish. So it's like everyone kind of helping each other kind of rejuvenate this language, I guess, and help each other practice in like when you're not in school anymore, you've done that opportunity. So bottom line, definitely trying to improve my Irish. I'm pretty like poor at speaking it now. And um, I think I've a very, I think I'm pretty good at understanding, but I, that's probably like most things. Um, but yeah, working on that in in twenty twenty one. I try and watch the uh, the sport on TG Car and <laughs> try and figure out what he's saying. I'm pretty good. I think I'm good at understanding. I think my favorite Irish word is Gwilia, which means come here. And I don't know whether that's just Connemara Irish or Galway Irish, but I just remember being in trouble in the Gaeltacht and the the teacher or the principal shouting Gwilia at me. 
So it still it still strikes fear it's in the back of your mind. Gwilia, posse, triblodge by. Oh God. And I just um yeah, we don't that's the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, but I just but I, all I can think of is that word Gwilia. What what a great word, Gwilia, which probably means gau it's probably gaulather. Come here, you mm. or but anyway, but uh, Gwilia's a great word. Look it up. You should do a TikTok on that, Gwilia. Definitely. Yeah. I'll send you all my TikTok uh, <laughs> um suggestions. Listen, thanks very much for talking to me. Um, as I said, like I just th- I thought you'd be interested to talk to. I think more people should follow you on TikTok. I think that there's something in this, there's something in this TikTok thing. Mm. Mark my words. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I and I definitely think, like, do you think that like I know it's probably back of mind stuff you've got day to day a job to do. Do you think that you'd like to do more with it? Or we, like as I mentioned a book, like would you there could be a television series and there could be other stuff. I mean, do you see yourself taking this somewhere else or are you happy enough just doing what you're doing? I love it so much. And like, that would be so fun to be able to like share that with more people on like a grander scale. I hadn't, this is the first kind of like foray into like real life outside of TikTok. It's mostly just in me in my bedroom with a stand being like, hello, let's talk about Irish things. So this is like the first kind of, I'm talking to someone else about TikTok that isn't like my immediate family. So haven't really thought about writing a book. Now it's in my head. So check back in like six months or something and I may have written a book. I'll be watching you. You'll you'll get the one and only copy. I'll send it right to Kilkenny <laughs> Castle so it gets straight to you. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, good luck with it and keep an open mind and and because I just think there's, there's definitely something there. Uh, and... Yeah, look, I look forward to watching TikTok and your progress and buying your first book for <laughs> for my family next Christmas. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been oh, super thanks, fun. Thanks for coming on. Um, and I, but because it was probably a weird thing to be asked to do, you know, sort of out of the blue, will you be on my? I on did my think podcast? you were joking. I was like, he must have clicked the wrong user. This does not feel like this was meant for me. <laughs> the, I do a podcast, and I like I talk to all sorts of people, but I, I try and find people that other people aren't talking to and that I feel like have things to say and are are interesting to me. And Mm. if other people find it interesting, that's great, you know? Um, So that's why I contacted you. And, uh, and I do contact people who just don't get back to me. So maybe they just think I'm taking the piss. So I appreciate your time and especially, you know, uh, your Saturday morning as well, giving up a few hours. So thank you very much. No problem. Thank you so much. Best to look at everything and stay in touch. And don't forget to tag me if you make that, that was my idea that, thing can't yeah 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 can't i'll say soul and script and everything <laughs> right good luck thanks there you go entertainment and education edutainment entercation Education sounds wrong, doesn't it? anyway thank you very much to danielle quinn um the irish danielle on tiktok follower fascinating stuff I learned, I learned more from TikTok than I ever did in school. Not saying a lot, but I am. Not saying a lot, but it's true. Um, So there you go. And uh, thanks very much to Danielle for giving up her time. Fantastic. Best of luck in New York. Uh, 200 and odd, 200 and odd followers on TikTok, which is, it's not easy, lads. It's not easy. And uh, that's not even her job. So, and she's flying the flag for her, and she's over there in New York 
telling the Yanks all about the Irish, the fighting Irish, um, and setting them straight on a thing or two, about a thing or two. St. Patty's Day. Come on. Come on, guys. Anyway, um, it's getting late. It's seven minutes away from 11 o'clock. i got to get this edited. Get it up. Get it out. Get the... I was going to say, get the bread and butter in. don't even know what that means. It's clearly a sign that I need to wrap this up. Go to bed. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, as always. If it's your first time listening, you're very welcome to the podcast community. If you're listening to this and it's um, 2023, email me. What's it like? Uh, KeithWalshPod at gmail.com. If you're listening right now, obviously anyone who's listening now is listening right now. If you're listening on Monday or Tuesday, the uh, 12th of the 3rd or the 11th of the 3rd, just email me for the crack. Say hello. Love to hear from you. I'd like to know where people are listening in far-flung places. Like if you're listening in Australia or Canada or Turkey uh, or, you know, whereabouts, where exactly, when do you listen? Like, are you, do you listen in the morning on your commute? Are you jumping on a, a bus in Sydney? Are you a pilot or a doctor in Boston? And you listen on your drive home or when you're getting the L train? Did I get that right? Anyway, let me know where you are in the world and where you're listening. And uh, I'd love to hear, to hear from you. And <laughs> learn how to talk again for the next podcast. Uh, KeithWalshPod at gmail.com is the name. Don't wear it out. Actually do. You can email me 24-7. And, uh, yeah. Thank you very much to ACAST as always. as part of the ACAST network. If you want to support the podcast, you can put a few quid into the supporter link. It's in the description of the podcast. Um, and what else did I want to say? Yeah, so subscribe and like and all the things that you do as well. Uh, that's really good for the podcast. Um, that's it. Hope you enjoyed listening. I've enjoyed talking. I'm going to bed. Have a good evening. Goodbye. See you around. See you later. She's locked it. I'll have to sleep on the floor in here tonight. Wish me well, folks. Good night. I love you all. But in a podcast way. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.